RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Maya Cohen. The top stories. Top ministers call for calm amid growing calls for chief executive to do more to diffuse public anger over the extradition bill. A former minister warns that Hong Kong is now more polarised than during the 1967 riots and signs of warming between Washington and Pyongyang after President Trump writes to Kim Jong-un. Top government ministers took their appeals for calm online today amid a respite in mass protests against the government's now suspended extradition bill. The Chief Secretary, Matthew Jung, and several other ministers used their blog posts to call for unity, Damon Pang reports. Millions have taken part in mass rallies against the extradition bill over the past fortnight, key streets have been occupied, and the whole city remains on edge as protesters remain at odds with the government over their unanswered demands for a full withdrawal of the proposed legislation, amnesty for arrested demonstrators, and a full inquiry into alleged police brutality. But in his blog, Matthew Jung said what Hong Kong needs now is to move forward, rebuild trust and get back to normal. He says everyone who loves the SAR would agree that people here need to protect core values such as the rule of law and tolerance. In a separate post, Financial Secretary Paul Chan said many officials have already apologized for mishandling the matter, adding that most Hong Kongers would not want to see more conflicts or more disruptions to public services. He added that the anger won't bring a better society, but under the leadership of the Chief Executive Carrie Lam, the government will focus on further improving the city. Former Commerce Minister Frederick Ma says he thinks that Hong Kong society right now is more polarised than during the 1967 riots because of the saga over the proposed exchanges, changes to the extradition laws. He says it pains him to see the turmoil unfold every day. And he says the government must face up to why young people are so disgruntled. Mr Ma also called for accountability on the part of officials, but said that having anyone step down is for senior government officials to decide. A leading political scholar says the chief executive must do more to reduce public anger over the contentious extradition legislation. Joseph Cheng, a former professor of politics at City University, says Carrie Lam's apology wasn't seen as sincere and humble. Speaking on RTHK's letter to Hong Kong, he also called on her to withdraw the extradition bill entirely rather than suspending it. Mr Cheung says the government should also allow an independent investigation into policing of the June 12th protests while not focusing specifically on allegations of police violence. He says this would buy time for both sides. An independent investigation would allow the Carrie Lam administration to avoid taking a position on the issue of labelling the incident as a riot. The community may simply wait for the investigating commission's report. Those who have been arrested by the police may also be released for the time being, and decisions on prosecuting them should be after the release of the report. The North Korean leader Kim Jong-un has said he received a personal letter from Donald Trump. State media reported that Mr Kim said he would seriously contemplate the excellent and interesting content and he saluted the extraordinary courage of the American president. More from the BBC's Laura Bicker in Seoul. 
A picture of Kim Jong-un reading the letter from Donald Trump is on the front of North Korea's main state-run newspaper. This is the first major development between the countries in months since Mr Trump and Mr Kim failed to reach a deal at their summit in Hanoi in February. However, the two leaders have been exchanging a number of letters. The US president described the latest dispatch from Pyongyang as beautiful. The timing is also noteworthy, as Donald Trump is due to visit Seoul next week to hold talks with the South Korean president, Moon Jae-in. A British foreign minister who's visiting Iran, Andrew Morrison, will call for an urgent reduction of tensions with the United States during talks in Tehran. The mission is said to be part of a continuing diplomatic dialogue with Iran. Tom Bateman reports from the United Arab Emirates. Britain will raise concerns about what it sees as Iran's aggressive regional conduct, but Tehran will press the UK for action on the relief promised from American sanctions after Washington pulled out of the nuclear deal, which European nations still stand by. Within days, Iran is likely to start breaching some technical limits of the agreement, and the White House says new sanctions will start on Monday. It is all adding to a volatile atmosphere in the Gulf. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. Mr. Trump has announced a two-week delay in his program to deport 2,000 migrant families. Raids by the immigration authorities had been due to start this morning in cities with large immigration communities. The operation was due to target families who've already received deportation orders. Mr. Trump tweeted that the delay was at the request of the Democratic Party leaders, but the BBC's Peter Goffin says there may be another reason for the delay. There's another factor here, which is that some immigration officials and even some people in the White House have said these arrests would be a logistical nightmare. They've said there simply aren't enough immigration officers to safely arrest 2,000 people. And some have said too much information has been leaked about the Blitz and that because President Trump took the unusual step of tweeting about these raids ahead of time, a lot of these migrants may have gone into hiding, so they couldn't be tracked down anyway. The front-runner to become Britain's new Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, has refused to comment on an incident on Friday in which police were called to a row between him and his girlfriend at her flat in London. Neighbours said they heard her screaming at him to get off her. Mr Johnson was asked about it at an event where he was trying to persuade members of the Conservative Party that he should be their new leader. I, I think people have, uh, I don't think they want to hear about uh, that kind of thing, unless I will. I think, I think, forgive me, I think what they want to hear, uh, what they want to hear is what my plans are for the country and, and for our party. His rival for the top post is the Foreign Secretary Jeremy Hunt. In football, Germany became the first team into the last eight of the Women's World Cup, beating Nigeria 3-0. In the later game, Norway beat Australia 4-1 on penalties after drawing one all. In tonight's action, hosts France take on Brazil in the late game. Before that, England put their 100% record on the line against Cameroon. England coach Phil Neville says the games can only get tougher from here. You know, I always think when you come out of the group stages in a major tournament that, that this is when you've got to really start earning your money and you've got to start enjoying it even more uh, and start focusing actually that it's all about winning. We have to keep clean sheets and uh, the later we go into the tournament the, the, the defensive part of our game will have to keep improving and we'll have to keep uh, getting better at it because we'll be more tested against better teams, better opposition and if we keep keeping clean sheets then we'll be successful in the tournament. 
That England-Cameroon game kicks off at half-past 11 tonight and the France-Brazil game is at 3 a.m. In the Copa America, Argentina are under pressure ahead of their clash with Qatar after a 2-0 defeat by Colombo and a one-all draw with Paraguay. Argentina are bottom of the group B with one game left knowing that only a top 2 finish will guarantee them a place in the quarter-finals. To cricket and India have narrowly avoided fo- failing falling to one of the biggest shocks in the history of Cricket World Cup. Lowly Afghanistan had restricted India to just 224 for eight in their 50 overs and remained in contention into the last over of their innings at Southampton before Mohammed Shami took a hat-trick of wickets with just 12 runs left to meet the target. India batsman Kedar Javed said the batsman had really put the pressure on the bowlers. The wicket was slow, slow aside, and especially uh, they were playing with three, almost four spinners. When the wicket is such, you need to analyze what sort of score we are looking at. So our actual plan was to look for around, around 250, 250, 260 tar- we were targeting, but we felt short of 20, 30 runs. Credit to the bowlers that they defended this small total. In yesterday's other game, New Zealand all but tied up a semi-final place, beating the West Indies by five runs in Manchester. In today's cricket action, Pakistan meets South Africa at half past five this afternoon. In Formula One, the world champion Lewis Hamilton will start on pole position again in this evening's French Grand Prix, securing a lap record in the process. Hamilton had been struggling to to match his teammate, Valeteri Bottas, until a blistering lap right at the end of yesterday's qualifying session. Former Formula One engineer Mark Priestley said Hamilton was in great form. And that's the news from RTHK. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey by a journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value, and a new experience. Let's play twist. 